Hi, this is Melissa Flynn from Green City Market. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in 3, 2, 1. 1, 2, 3, 4. I saw a guy who was digging in your yard. I thought he was robbing you. But when I finally decided to call you, you told me he was your backyard gardener. Your backyard gardener. He only was your gardener. Your gardener. He only was your gardener. Your gardener. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Green, gardening, and environment radio. Flavored with a dash of humor. Welcome to intelligent, irreverent talk about plants and the planet they grow on. Your questions, comments, and participation are always welcome at 877-711-5611. Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. True currents and thriving seas, wind blowing through breathing trees, strong ozone and safe sunshine. Well, good planets are hard to find. Good planets. This hour is brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts. Every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com and by. Happy Leaf LED Grow Lights, USA made with a five-year warranty. Jumpstart your plants with better light. And here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. And ladies and genomes, here we are. And we're here at uh, City Grange. Can we see that sign behind us in the... Uh, no, you can't. That... That's no, because as soon as it switches to Skype, it zooms in. Oh, no. Here, let me see if I can. I'm going to run over to the Okay, Peggy's going to run over there because we got to at least see the sign here because if you're coming up Western Avenue, uh, you're coming north on Western Avenue. You know, and Lamanda Joy, who is the, you can, uh, you can just hold up that mic, Lamanda, because you are the uh, person responsible for all of this. I can see it here. You can see it there, but you can't see. Isn't that interesting? Well, I just wanted folks to see the City Grange sign because the City Grange, pick it up and just sort of, yeah, do do what you have to do just for folks to see that, just for a little bit. And Lamanda Joy, who is the proprietor, is here, and she's the brains behind this, and we got perfect weather, didn't we, here? Finally. Yeah, I know. You guys have, you've gutted your way through a couple of days here, haven't you? And actually, yes. you had to cancel the previous week. Yeah, it's because of our four inches of snow. Uh, yeah, how, how crazy was that? Yeah, a week ago, we were sitting here in snow. I know, I know. And now look at this, gorgeous. I know, I know. it all worked out for the best. It, it really did. So here we are, and you're open, and we got plants here, and we got folks already wandering in. We're doing radio live here, and we're going to talk to a lot of the folks here. Uh, and, and what I'm going to do, it's, in a couple of minutes, we're going to have to break. Uh, but before, we, we'll start talking, and then I'll bring you back for a little bit, and then I'll bring sure. some of your other sure, folks sure, here. Sure. But um, Congratulations. I guess that's Thank the first you. thing Thank to say. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, ding, ding, ding. She gets the ding. And 
So what <laughs> What the heck is City Grange? People are going to say, huh? I don't know what that is. Now, I know what it is because I know it refers to the Granger movement of the uh, the 19th century. And uh, you, this is also an homage to the Victory Gardens of World War II. You've put all that. Yeah, well, you you say it on your website, so it mm-hmm. better be true. Otherwise, I'm just, uh, I've been led astray. Explain what City Grange is. Well, we like to think of ourselves as the first education-based garden center in the country. Mm-hmm. We uh, are focusing on helping new gardeners find a lifelong skill that can benefit them and benefit their communities. We are focusing on uh, organic food plants as much as possible. Everything in the store is organic. So if you want to come in and buy some fertilizer or buy some soil, you know you don't have to think about it. You're good to go. Mm -hmm. Um, We also are focusing on uh, the good plants, as I call it, the the annuals and perennials and natives. Well, the the good plants, you say, because you plant them and eat them then. No, I'm talking about like the um, the annuals and perennials and the native plants. You've got some you know, nasturtiums. Like, okay. Lots of nasturtiums. Can I bring a couple over to the table? Yeah, do whatever you like. Let's do that at break. <laughs> but you know, we're focusing on plants that do double duty. Native plants you could use in a, in a wet landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, annuals that are chosen specifically so people that are new gardeners can be successful. Like we've curated everything here. So there's no accidents. Like, everything here is so people that are coming in can succeed at what they're doing. Wait, you didn't go across to the cemetery and just start cutting plants and, <laughs> yeah. and bring them I across know. the street? Don't we have a beautiful view? It's, you know, it's actually... You're not not gonna, gonna, you no one's going to build there. You don't get this in Chicago, though. An open space. you got a garden center, and you look across. Yeah, it's a cemetery, but it's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. And there's trees and lawn mm-hmm. and lots of plants and... Not exactly what you have here. Nobody's growing vegetables across the street. but No, no, they're not. But at least it's wide open spaces. <laughs> and we have the new uh, nature preserve just up the way, too. That's true. Fantastic. All right. We're going to take a short break. We're live at City Grange on Chicago's northwestish side with Lamanta Joy. We will be back. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. This is Mike Novak. Are you ready to take your indoor gardening to the next level? You need to download the Anywhere, Anytime Garden Booklet from HappyLeafLED.com. You'll learn about lighting and troubleshooting and get advice from the pros about starting your seeds. Go to HappyLeafLED.com and click on the microphone to download the beta version. Your suggestions might be used in the final publication. HappyLeafLED.com. Your seedlings will thank you. Go into the woods on May 17. That's this year's theme for Nature's Night Out. Benefit the Evanston Ecology Center. Dress like your favorite woodland critter or in the color of the woods or get creative. Then show up on May 17 from 7 to 10.30 p.m. at 2024 McCormick Boulevard in Evanston. Fantastic local food and beer, a DJ catering to requests, cool eco raffle prizes, beehive tours, and more. Go to evanstonenvironment.org slash party. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? Well, that's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color, perms, and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of safe straightening treatments, including the non-toxic Magic Sleek and Cezanne Keratin Smoothing Products. 
that let you shampoo the same day. They even repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting. Now that's green. Walk into 21st Century Hair Care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at organicrootsecosalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty. You no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. And you know why I'm uh, playing this song, don't you? I hope you uh, get the reference, Lamanda. Maybe you don't. She's she's waving at people, so all all of her <laughs> There's fans. There's a beagle walking by right yeah, now. Yeah, we've got, and we got, you know, Tony Abrascato from the Chicago Flower and Garden Show is also there. But the reference I was going to make, that was ZZ Top, and the song is LaGrange. So, there you where's, go. where's my bell? Oh, get that over here so I can actually hit it. Still sounds dinky. Uh, here, you want this one? No, nah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We're live. You can take the music out there, Andrew. Uh, oh, maybe that was me I was hearing coming back ah. through my headset. That's right. And we're not seeing Becky, so I'm going to have to get up. Um, she's sitting right there. Oh, not on camera. Is that what you're saying? Oh, okay. See... Peggy's also uh, handling the uh, the video here this morning. Uh, wait, you got to turn it on there, Becky. Okay, there you are. Becky's here. Uh, Becky Rico is with Lamanda. Joy Lamanda, as we mentioned, is uh, the prime mover behind uh, City Grange, and Becky is is on the staff. She's the director of the Get Growing Foundation and on the board of directors for the Peterson Garden Project. Okay, now folks who are watching this who are familiar with my show will know that you are involved with the Peterson Garden Project. How, is that related to this at all? Is it a completely separate venture? How are they tied together? It's a separate organization, but I call them sister organizations. Okay. All right. And But this is uh, uh, actually uh, a retail. It's a business. Yes. Whereas Peterson Garden Project is a not-for-profit. Correct. This is a social enterprise, a for-profit social enterprise. So that means it's a business with a social mission. Okay, uh, and uh, and oh, by the way, folks, uh, let you know we're sitting here out at uh, City Grange on the north side of Chicago on right Western in, Avenue at right Catalpa. The What's the matter? Oh, oh, there goes Peggy, Pe- <laughs> Peggy again. Did 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 we lose something here? The hazards of being outside. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it is. We're trying we're trying to get everybody in the shot and trying to get the sun's blazing down here. Uh, but actually, you're really happy about that. I'm really happy. <laughs> I'm just you know everybody just needs a little sunshine after this winter. Yeah. All right, so here we are out in the garden, and uh, and. The Peterson Garden Project is one of the beneficiaries of City Grange, but so are other groups, Becky, right? Yes, that's correct. Lawrence Hall Youth Services is where we have quite a few of our trainees in the United We Blossom program, and um, we actually do a lot of um, work with local artists and local producers of garden-related items. So there are a lot of local people that are beneficiaries. And some of the other organizations are, uh, well, wait a second, before we get to those, talk about uh, United We Blossom. Sure. United We Blossom is a a motto of City Grange, and that's pretty much how everyone comes together. Mm -hmm. Uh, But United We Blossom is a job training program. It takes young adults or really anyone in need of training and 
provides them with the training and the skills and the education to work in the horticultural industry. Um, you know, in 2017, 39% of the jobs that were available in that industry were not filled because people just don't know how to do that work. And it's not someone going out and cutting a lawn. Uh, you need to know about the plants that you are growing. Uh, if they well, have well, when you go out and cut yeah. the lawn, you have to explain you to have people to, which plants not to cut. Exactly. You yeah. have to know what you're doing when you're going to cut the lawn. So yeah. it's not just you know mowing your own lawn. It's the landscaping. It's the thought behind it. It's perennial versus annual, all of those things. And mm -hmm. so a lot of folks don't know what that is. So and, we're training them to do and that. And you're reaching out uh, to bring people into we the are. disadvantaged folks uh, into the training. We are. We are. You are training in Rogers Park is heavily involved in this, as well as Lawrence Hall Youth Services, like I said. And um, Grow Forward has been a great partner in the past when they volunteered and worked with us at Peterson Garden Project. And so we're bringing them in. Uh, and we hope to work with many others, like Center on Halstead and other social service agencies. And some of the groups uh, that are going to benefit from City Grange, uh, and we mentioned Peterson Garden Project, yes. Get Growing Foundation, Slow Food Chicago, Green City Market, Urban Beekeeping Lab, and Chicago Market, which is a yes. food co-op. Yeah, yeah, well, we tried to, uh, you know, find organizations or work with organizations that we've worked with for a long time anyway with Peterson yeah. Garden Project and, you know, reach out to their audiences and benefit their good work. You know, um, Green City Market mm -hmm. really supports local farmers and provides a way for everybody to have access to good food. The Urban Beekeeping Lab is some friends of ours uh, in Boston that are doing some really groundbreaking research on honeybee populations. Just amazing stuff. Um, Get Growing Foundation, of mm -hmm. course, is where the uh, United We Blossom job training program is housed, so that makes a lot of sense. Slow Food Chicago, again, you know, raising awareness about um, access to good food, the history of food, the arc of taste, all of those things that I, you know, love so much, yes. you know, the heirloom vegetables and all that. So, yeah, we've, um, you know, we've really just thought through how, you know, as a social enterprise, how as we... Um, prosper, how we can help other organizations that are doing really, really important work also prosper. <laughs> okay. Can I ask a... <laughs> well, I know you will. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, it's just that, okay, here you are. This is a brand new enterprise. Right now it's small, and I know you plan to expand. You're yes. going to move into Evanston, not leave here, but this is number one, and then yes. number two... This is we'll... the appetizer, as you say. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, and yet, you are already trying to help all these organizations. How do you make ends meet yourself and do that? So how, how are these other organizations going to benefit? Do they all get a, a portion of the profits, or do you do fundraisers, or both, or something different? Well, here's an example. For Peterson Garden Project, you know, we have been sort of, we as Peterson Garden Project have been itinerant for a number of years for our plant sale. So we're going to do the plant sale here. Yeah, I noticed that. That's great. I'm going to be back... For Next the week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's one thing, you know, like removing sort of the extra work that it takes to find a space somewhere, get it up to code, you know, like all that work. That's a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. So some of it's just making things easier for people. Uh -huh. The other piece, let's talk about Get Growing Foundation. You know, we partnered with Tony Abrascato from Get Growing Foundation to develop this job training program. It couldn't work without this facility, right? So that's that's another way. Uh -huh. In terms of um, Slow Food, we were doing a, a benefit with them. If people signed up for the newsletter and mentioned them, that we would give them um, a dollar for everybody that signed up. You know, we're going to do the mm -hmm. same thing for Chicago Market. 
we're working with Green City. Now with Green City, we're going to be co-sharing information, like gardening information each week. So it's not all just writing big checks because I don't have big <laughs> checks to write, but it's, you know, the things that nonprofits need, awareness, space, you yeah. know, potential for opportunity, mm-hmm. potential for, um, you know, a way to get plant material if they aren't unable to get it in other ways. So, yeah, it's it's the United We Blossom idea, mm-hmm. you know, like we're all better off when we work together. Uh, and are you, hand, Becky, are you handling the business end of things here? I know you, no? Not. Uh, no, no, I do that for Peterson Garden Project. <laughs> okay, so. And then the United We Blossom program. All right, all right. Which Do you think I can't handle the business end of things? Is that what you're saying, uh, no, Mike? No, you're spreading so many <laughs> no, different no directions. No cookies for you. No cookies for you. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, you've got some of these amazing cookies here. Yeah, another partner is Celestial Kitchens. Yeah. Uh, and where Let's are they see, located? Eggplant. Uh, they are. Uh, they share space Ooh. with Black Dog Gelato just down those. the way on Western. I can hold it. This is a, oh, this is a tomato here's cookie. A, here's a carrot. It does it, now it doesn't so taste like tomato. Easter. It just looks like a tomato. Garlic, yeah. onions. There are onions. There's pumpkin. Pumpkin. These are amazing. Wow. I know. More tomatoes. So what else? A little corn. That's, that's are, are they nice just flour? Cauliflower. Cauliflower. Are they so for these the, are, are they for the opening weekend? Yeah, they're for sale. Oh, okay. Will they be here at, at other times? Got the peas in the pot Maybe. here. Let's see, you know, we'll see how popular they are. They've been, they've been flying off the shelves, so that's good. Well, they they should. I mean, I I have a couple, and I don't want to eat them. I just want to leave them in the kitchen because they look well, so good. Well, they cool. are pretty <laughs> cute, but they're, they're also really amazing. delicious. So okay, you know, I'll, I'll keep. And, and I'll these keep. are from who again? Celestial Kitchens. Uh, all right, and some of the other things that you're doing here, uh, that. And I guess the the statement I need to make about this garden center is that it's really a social organization to some degree. Yeah. I, I've not seen a, a garden center like this in, with the kind of mission that you have. Right. Yeah. We're a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and some of the, the other goals you have are to source and grow organic plants. Uh, and uh, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say... We need more of that. Yeah. That, that our garden centers, our garden centers pay lip service to organics. Basically, they they have it in there because they know there's there's a crowd out there that wants it, uh, and I think they could do better with organics. I think they could do better with natives. Mm-hmm. You go to a garden center, and often the natives are tucked away, and it's really hard to identify and, and differentiate them from the right, other plants right. there. Well, you know that's sort of that's kind of the kernel of all this idea, like vegetables and organic are like also ran you know like they're around because it's like a necessary evil but that's what people want you know like people care about using gardening to make the world a better place so why are we selling chemicals that are poisoning you know the insects and the birds like why are we doing all mm-hmm. that stuff it makes absolutely no sense and I, i'm with you I, right? I don't get it either to tell you the truth because uh i i talk on this show all the time about uh process versus product and i'm a process guy I believe that you, you, you start with compost and good plants and good techniques and the right plant in the right place, and you do well. And everybody wants something in a box that is going to solve their problems. Well, if you did it right in the first place, you wouldn't have a problem. Now, this is not always true, but I'm saying that as a general. I think we folks rely too much on the idea that they, they can go to a box store and find a bottle of something or a box of something on the shelf, and everything's going to be fine. 
Well, I think that's because that's where the education's coming from. You know, like you're getting the education on someone's website about, oh, you have these pests, you must destroy them. You know, like <laughs> everybody's so terrified of every like you know, that you crawls around. You must destroy these pests. And it's not true. And as organic gardeners, we know that we need to be partners with that stuff, right? Yeah. You know, so I really just think it comes down to education. Mm -hmm. Uh, it does. And some of the other stuff that you're talking about, recycle garden plastic and show others how they can, too. All right. Yes. We need a couple of dings Definitely. for that. Okay. Well, All here's right. what we're doing about that. Okay. Yeah, because, I, and let me just preface okay. this by saying, I looked at this issue 10 years ago, and, so, and some people were really interested in Chicago, and then that all just sort of dissolved. It just melted away. And it's still an issue. We have, we create, the horticultural industry creates all this plastic, all the black plastic to get your plants in, and we don't do anything with it. Where so, did the soapbox go? <laughs> we're, we're sitting on it right now. Uh, sitting right, on it. Okay. Stand, yeah, stand up. Right. Well, this is a, this is our plan. You know, um, we I've been doing a lot of research on this, and we're not we're not there this year. But our plan is next year that we provide all of the pots to our growers. We're working with a company out of Washington State that makes garden pots out of water bottles. That right. means that they're number two curbside recyclable. You know, most of this black they're plastic... They're not TerraCycle, are they? That's, that's no. a different Yeah, that's who's no, popping no, into my head of yeah, right. needs, needs to get involved. TerraCycle should be involved in this, yes. But you've got this company in Washington, okay? They're the only place in the country that has put the capital investment into um, creating curbside recyclable pots. Mm -hmm. So that's our goal, is to have all of our growers using those pots. We provide them, and we have to deal with less garden plastic all right how, so, how does the cost relate you know the cost is actually pretty comparable which is why it's such a crying yeah. shame that the rest of the industry isn't doing that the rest do of the they just not know about it or they, they you, you the know, rest of the industry knows about this they've been pushed for a long time and they they just kind of look the other way uh unfortunately they're they're they really should be paying attention mm -hmm. to this but it, until there is a demand there, until people That's walk yeah. walk in and yeah. say I'm not buying this plant because it's in this black plastic pot unless you tell me how you're going to deal with it when I'm finished with the plant and I take it out. I mean, this is why my garage gets filled with black plastic because I refuse to throw the stuff away. Mm -hmm. And then finally, somebody will have a, uh, a gathering, uh, what do they call it, a, uh, a day where you can bring in plastics and then I unload it. But mm -hmm. uh, it's, just, it's a terrible issue. It uh, is. A ter it is it's, it's a really terrible issue. I know I've been reading lately that some garden centers, and I have to look more into it, are doing potless plants. There are things like that, and there are different substances you can use to put plots in, you know. The, the peat moss, uh, and, 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 and I know what they will tell you. The people in the industry it say... It won't manage through the whole process. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's going gonna, it's gonna right. to dissolve. It's going to decay. Uh, and I understand that. Uh, but w then you need to figure out what to do with the plastic because you're creating a right. problem. This, right. this is ending up in our landfills, and this is not good. Right. Uh, all right. And well, I was going to say we also have a question from Facebook, oh, too. Oh, what's that? Um, David wants to know if you'll be doing veganic products. We actually do have uh, vegan do. compost and we have vegan fertilizers because people want it. There you go. You know, it's important. So and, we, uh, yeah. come see us. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, if, and, and I would imagine that at the outset, this is your third day open here. Uh, you're still getting some of this stuff in, right? You know, it's my third day after 10 years of working, teaching people <laughs> yeah. and knowing yeah. what they want and having plant sales. You know, it's. 
we've incorporated everything that we've learned mm -hmm. about the organic vegetables and the the interesting varieties and everything everything that we've learned into this already. So I think for the third day we're doing pretty good. I we've think had a so. few kinks, you know. Yeah. We're, we're writing down so suggestions. Yes, so. <laughs> but it's it's been pretty but fabulous. More folding chairs. More, yes, more folding chairs. <laughs> well, we have just a couple of minutes here, but Becky and, and I would get into the, the water, uh, conserving water mm -hmm. and getting artists to create garden, one-of-a-kind garden products, mm -hmm. uh, uh, raising awareness of new products and technologies to save natural resources. This is all going to be part of this garden center. So it's not your mother's garden center. It's not the same old, same old. Uh, and getting back to the Get Growing Foundation and United We Blossom, uh, have you already rounded up folks for that? Are you ready to hit the ground running? We have. We actually hit the ground running the week before City Grange opened. So we were ready Fabulous. to go. Uh, most of the employees that you see here today are from the United We Blossom program. So that's great. Oh, really? Yes. So uh, they're already being trained. They're already being trained. So they're trained in... in <laughs> they're already working. They're, yeah. they're already working. <laughs> they're already learning yeah. on the job. Yeah, they're learning on the job. We have classes. We have uh, curriculum. So we have specific trainings about organic practices. Uh, and retail, obviously. And retail, mm -hmm. and well, systems, and the music sound. We'll be right back. Hang on. Smart farmers know that good growing starts with good soil biology, and you can't do better than with products from Tinyo Biologicals, the industry leader for 30 years, now available through Blazing Star. You'll find soil and seed inoculants, growth-promoting enzymes, foliar fertilizers, and biostimulants. Whether you're conventional, organic, or in transition, learn about Tinyo's biological farm management system. Go to blazing-star.com, and while you're there, check out their pollinator packets. Let's face it, sometimes we overdo physical activity. That's when to give Dr. Bonnie Flaster a call. Dr. Flaster is a chiropractor who treats back and neck pain, but addresses foot, knee, shoulder, and wrist pain too, all with gentle, non-force adjustments. And she'll talk to you about your problems and work with you to devise the best treatment strategy. Find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Bonnie Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good. If you're looking to invest in an electrical car or truck, make sure to hire a state-licensed electrical contract. The installation of that charger will require a permit in most municipalities. So make sure to check the ICC website for a certified contractor at icc.illinois.gov. You can also call DNR Services Unlimited. They've been a licensed electrical contractor since 1992. Visit their website at RestoreTheNorthShore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. It'll be easy to find someone cheaper, but a lot harder to find someone better. Do you love trees? Do you have a great story to tell about a special tree in your life? The Morton Arboretum and Open Lands have partnered to launch Tremendous Tree Stories, an online collection of stories highlighting people's connections to trees. Submit stories of the trees you cherish, remember from your childhood, or that hold a special meaning for you. Browse their collection and consider sharing your own tree story by visiting tree-stories.org. That's tree-stories.org. you can't always get what you want. However, sometimes if you try, you get what you need right here at City Grange on the north side of Chicago. Wow, that was loud. Wow. How did you get 
It's really loud. See, mine's it's just not very loud at all. Uh, it's, it's relaxed. It's Sunday morning. And we're morning. sitting here with the folks. It's uh, it's the third day of City Grange on the north side, at was, uh, right at the corner of Catalpa and Western. That's 5500 Northwestern. And I, you know what I almost forgot to mention was that there is valet parking on the weekends here. Uh, now, generally, if you come during the week, you're going to find parking on Western because, as we mentioned earlier, there's a cemetery across the street, which means that not usually a lot of folks parking on that side, although there are some apartments here, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. But uh, parking is, is usually pretty easy, but on the weekends, when it might get a little crowded, they have valet parking. I mean, name a garden center that's got valet parking. That's, There's reason that's enough right there to come in. Right. And uh, we've swapped out uh, Lamanda Joy for Joan Murray. Hi, Joan. Hello, how are you? Oh, you got to hold the mic up. You got Hello, good morning. <laughs> I'm a rookie at this. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, yeah, but not at plants. Not not at, no, not at plants. You've been do doing that. that a long time. Well, yes, about 20, 25 years. Um, started out as a hobby and has grown into a great career. And it's wonderful, and it makes me happy. Well, around him. All right. From what I understand, you're the uh, perennial and annual uh, lady here at, uh, yep. at, at City Grange. Um, what, let's let's get some practical advice out here because I mean you've got lots. What if, first of all, let's let me ask what have you got here and what do you like uh, seeing here? Um, well, so talking about annuals and perennials, they've been selected by myself. I like to say it's a curated selection because I mm -hmm. pick things that. I think are gorgeous, but also um, have a huge success rate because I feel that success is important in gardening. It makes us, once you grow something and it works, you want to do more. It be, so I want I want initial efforts for new gardeners to be successful, but also gardeners who've done it for a long time have some interesting plants that maybe things they haven't seen before. So as far as the annuals, right now with annuals, we're in what we call the cool spring annuals. So those are the gorgeous, really bright colored pansies, ranunculus, uh, viola stock and these are flowers that will do well until it gets too hot usually in Chicago maybe to the middle of June and after that they need to be replaced by summer annuals um, the thing that's so cool about the spring annuals they have a vibrancy that you don't have from any other plants it, it's our gift because no other plants are as vibrant as the spring annuals um, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the colors pop yeah right. on, on the spring annuals and, and they can also take the cold Yes, they can. You know, uh, I had somebody just the other day talking to me about uh, putting out plants and said, well, I can't put out a pansy because they're so delicate. I said, uh, no, just kind of the opposite. A pansy is, it's its name belies how tough the, the, the plant is. They're re really uh, it's a tongue-in-cheek thing, definitely, that they're called pansies, right? Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, yeah. Be because they will handle really brutally cold weather. What are some, and, and, and one of the things we're dealing with is two days ago we had 40 mm -hmm. here and you guys were, were shivering. Today it's going to be 80, and that's one of the things that happens in spring. So how do gardeners prepare for that? Well, number one, you can never, you have to just let it go about the weather because things happen. And, <laughs> I mean, that's what I've learned. I mean, if I got upset about the weather, I, I just, and being a gardener, it, would, it wouldn't be worth it. It wouldn't be fun. So one, you have to go with the flow with the weather and know, unfortunately in life, things die. There is attrition. Some plants sometimes won't make it no matter what you do. <laughs> However, when we were I, I, I can attest to that. Yeah, I all think right. we all can. <laughs> and it's the learning curve. But we also, we, we were hilarious here because we had succulents and basil and 
uh, mm -hmm. scented geraniums, which you do have. And those were, we babysat those night after night. We brought them inside. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes with plants, if they're delicate, you take a chance. You can either roll the dice and leave them outside or bring them in. And certain plants, just when it goes below 40, it's they're just not going to survive outside or they're going to be weakened and compromised. And mm -hmm. that's what we teach you here at City Grange. Mm -hmm. It's all about education. And so we don't let you just go through and say, oh, these and these and these and plant them and we'll teach you. Okay, yes, you do need to bring them in if you really want them to survive and thrive. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Becky, because one of the things we preach on our show is the reason you go to an independent garden center, your local independent garden center, and not the big box store to buy your plants, is because you will get information Absolutely. as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, are you are they getting that from some of the folks in the United We Blossom yes, crew? Yes, that's actually part of the training. So they're right now the United We Blossom crew is being trained by Joan. They're getting that from Joan. Then they'll turn that right back around and teach our customers and clients. Uh, and so we have all of our managers with the knowledge and the skills already to train them. Uh, and then we'll turn around and we ask them to train the trainer. And mm -hmm. we know that what they're doing and what they're telling our folks. Okay. And what kind of do you have any examples of the kind of questions you got in well, the last? Succulents, for instance, uh, hens and chicks. You know, none I'm of. I'm seeing some stuff. Yeah, succulents right behind, right you. behind you. Yeah, we we have some large succulents there, but in particular, hens and chicks. Uh, no one that started the United We Blossom program knew that they could go outside and they would become dormant in the winter. Once in a while, things do die, anyways. But they did not know that you could leave succulents in their <laughs> garden. You, have through you the been to my yard? Is that what you're? <laughs> have you been to mine? I killed my basil two years ago. <laughs> ah, well, and. And that's something else I wanted to bring up. You mentioned some of the uh, warmer season plants like basil and geraniums. You're a garden center, and somehow you have to accommodate people. I mean, obviously, you're not going to set tomatoes out here because you're going to explain to people that, no, you really don't want to put your tomatoes out now. We just don't have them right now. Of course you don't. We don't. Uh, yeah. mine, mine are this tall <laughs> at home, okay, and yeah, my right. seedlings, all right? Mine are nice and happy under the lights inside. Yeah, exactly. I um, just wanted to go back for one second about the United We Blossom mm -hmm. program and our, our new interns or associates. It's already been incredible working with them. And a lot of these kids, when you talk to them, they actually have gardening in their past with their families, grandparents who had vegetable plots. And I really love that they're, they're reconnecting with that. And I've already seen, just our, in just these few days we've worked together, just an interest. It just Gardening is so wonderful because it just brings love and, and positivity to people. And, and we're seeing this already with our... We are. It's definitely. Great. Yeah. And to mention the customer base is amazing. <laughs> uh, so what what are you getting uh, here, Joan? What are, what are people asking you right now? Well, the biggest thing is that people want to come in and they're so excited and they're like, I want to do my front containers or, you know, and they want flowers, they want color. But then I have to sadly explain to them or gently that these flowers aren't going to last all summer. Like, it's not till the beginning. Well, it depends on how cold the summer is. But right. <laughs> Good point. They just might. Oh, my goodness. Let's not think about that. But. Well, no. we, we, we've had those where I've had pansies go all summer and, oh, yeah. and into the fall, and then they're quite happy. Yeah. But, yeah. but given Let me exceed their expectations. Right. Given climate change and everything else we're dealing with, that's not likely to happen. Right. right. So... Uh, you have to explain to them when they're going to swap stuff right, out. Right, And sometimes I say to people, you know, it's, I like to do all four seasons of planting, of course. And I say, like, for spring, just do a little bit of, like, a less is more situation. You don't have to break your whole budget on spring. You can do spring. Just do a little cluster of pansies in a pot. You don't have to fill everything out. Um, I like to encourage the fact that why not have nature around all four seasons? So you're going to have your spring, your summer, your fall, and then your greens 
for the winter. And it's time to take your greens out of your pots, people. <laughs> Mine included. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, right. Exactly. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> uh, they, mine are sitting on my porch. Yeah, uh, the, the, but they still look great. I know, that's I, it's so weird. The, I think. <laughs> it's the winter stuff you put up for Christmas, and it lasts all winter. And if you did it right, it still looks pretty darn good. Especially because it's been wet. The snow helped it last week. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, is anybody at the table uh, ready to talk about veggies here? Uh, are you, uh, who who are the veggie people here? Sure, we, we can. Lamanda's well, a veggie person. Bring, I can do. Tony Tony's a veggie person. Yeah. Tony's a okay, veggie I'm gonna, person. I'm going to let you yeah. go. We can we can swap out with Lamanda. Because and Tony. I want to get a little bit of conversation in here about veggies before we go, because that's part of what Peterson Garden Project is all about. And look who's here, the director of the Chicago Flower and Garden Show, Tony Abruscato. How and, are you? And my garden husband. And your. <laughs> wait wait wait. Am I, like work wife, uh, garden husband. I know. Gardener. I thought I was your gardener. No, I guess he is. I'm, I'm you just... can be my garden mistress. That? <laughs> okay. no. Is that what it's called when it's on the <laughs> He's going to be wearing the hat, though. <laughs> Don't touch the bell. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, she's fine. In fact, you can hit the bell there, Tony. Okay. There you yeah. go. There you go. This cookie goes with your uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got sweater. my favorite color. Yeah. yeah Orange. <laughs> Gotta love it, Tony. Uh, so you're you're part of the grand scheme of this as well. I am, and uh, one I was I was swinging through because I'm uh, on my way to my family and gonna have Easter with them, and so mm -hmm. I thought I'd come and shop and get them a little something bef uh, for that. But I'm excited when Lamanda approached me about what she was trying to do here, and you know we formed our 501c3, the Get Growing Foundation. We've talked about it on the show before, but the opportunity to provide uh, career career training and job placement through City Grange has been so exciting for us and so we're you know we're out looking at saying how can we how can we do this not only here but you know at some point along the way how can we put a hundred people to work how can we mm -hmm. put 200 people to work through that and part of that is our our current um, million dollar financial campaign that we're <laughs> in the midst of for yes. the for the get growing Please foundation send too. <laughs> yes uh, um, but but being a, being a, being able to be a part of this and a social enterprise but also it's all the things that all of us collectively have been talking about and preaching about for years and years and years and so why not why not create that opportunity that we're putting young people to work and we're also helping people grow their own food Fantastic. And speaking of that, we've got two minutes. We'll break and then we, we can talk some more. But uh, you got uh, a lot of veggies out here as well. Yes. Yeah, and she's that's what makes her excited. And I know yes. that Peterson Garden Project is also opening its doors. Uh, yesterday. The yes, was it yes? yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I haven't slept for a week. <laughs> uh, so t tell me about the veggies you have here, what people should know about getting stuff in the uh, the ground, you can do it with a lot of different vegetables right now. That's right. Well, I heard you uh, were, you know, we're asking Becky about tomatoes. We we don't bring in anything that can't be planted. Although we had Perfect. one rogue cart with the basil and the uh, scented geraniums, the uh, the grower delivered it early. We're like, no, no. Anyway, so we put it outside just to water it. And, and then you like, had to baby it. And, and, and I had to stand there and say, now everything you can plant early, but these guys you might want to leave inside for one more week. And, but, but, but as you and said, and they're people, sold out because I went to go buy a scented geranium. Yes, yes. And Already? sold out. And wow. People descend on that. What is that mentality that, that people, they descend on that and there's all these beautiful they're, lush They're longing spring. for summer. 
Well, uh, it's, it's a basil. possibility. People love basil. Yeah. yeah, basil. And they're enchanted by scented geraniums. Like I am also enchanted. Mm-hmm. We got our we got our hands on every one we could find from the growers, and we had like six or seven different varieties. You know, there's so many out there. I'm going off. I know you want to talk about well, vegetables. Well, I'll tell you what. We, going to break. We yeah. need to take a break here. We're going to do that. Uh, we're at the City Grange with Lamanda Joy, Tony Abrascato. We're talking veggies. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Come by and enjoy the fun. Chicagoans are always looking for new resources and innovative ways to live healthier lives. This is Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakenings, Chicago's greenest and healthiest local magazine. And if you want to reach our area's fast-growing wellness and sustainability market, you need to get your business in front of our 80,000 targeted monthly readers. Call me today at 847-858-3697 and check us out at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good, live simply, laugh more. I'm meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Bringing a lot of social science into climate change is really important. People who teach climate change now, you have to really get into how it's affecting people, how it's affecting the ability for people to cope, how it's affecting the ability of people to adapt or to mitigate. Stick around for some more insight into weather and climate and how it might be affecting you, your lives, and your garden. On WCGO 1590, Chicago's Smart Talk. Yeah, that's why I played this song, We um, Crazy. Oh, yeah. Because in honor of uh, Lamanda Joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she is a little insane to be putting this together. Uh, but that's okay. That's a, It's crazy in a, in a good way. Welcome back. And I got my boater on. Uh, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. And Kathleen, don't worry, I'm taking it home, hanging it back on the wall when I'm, uh, it just, it, that's where it lives. And I thought, oh, come on, I got to wear that. Gotta it's wear Easter. It. It's Easter Sunday. It's your Easter bonnet. Happy Easter to folks. Happy Passover to folks. Happy uh, Garden Day. I said, uh, on my blog, day. on my blog, I wrote, happy just another work day for the Mike Novak Show. So, <laughs> you know, it's just another Sunday and we're out here. Uh, but we're with Lamanda Joy, who started uh, City Grange, Tony Abruscato, uh from the Chicago Flower and Garden Show, and Get Growing Foundation. Thank you. Thank you. There's Thank so you. many different foundations <laughs> here. I like. I, I, I'm trying to keep track. I cannot keep up with it. But they're all benefiting from the start of this new, different kind of garden center, which uh, is reaching out to people and is is trying to be more organic than usual. Uh, and certainly uh, more helpful. That's and don't the, forget the education. Well, that's and that's how you're mm-hmm. helpful, though, is with the education. And yeah, education is a huge part of this. Absolutely, we did our first uh, class yesterday. It was on uh, edible containers, and 300 people wanted to come, but we oh only had room goodness. for 15. Well, let's oh, talk dear. about that edible <laughs> containers. I mean, because we were talking just a little bit ago about uh, the veggies here, and folks can plant. St- veggies in their containers and do just as well as if they put it in the ground. Yeah, I mean, there's a few, uh, you know, a few differences that you have to consider, like you have to water a little bit more. But there's actually some benefits to gardening in containers with vegetables, particularly like if you have a really sunny spot that's beating down on whatever it is, you can maybe roll it into a shadier spot, which can prolong some of those <laughs> spring greens. Or you, know? you can roll it from a shadier spot into the sunny exactly, spot. That's exactly, exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, however you need to do it. But 
So yeah. tell, tell us which folks should be growing right now at this uh, time of year. Well, this is uh, the time for cool season crops. So cool season crops are things like broccoli, lettuces, spinach, peas that don't mind a little chill. So if it gets down at night to 40 degrees, you're not going to be upset. Mm -hmm. Unlike tomatoes and peppers and basil and eggplant that really want it to be 60 degrees at night to be happy. And that is, um, you know, the fact that we only have the cool crop stuff here is one of the things I consider passive education, right? So people aren't going to come in here, buy a tomato, plant it, and then be disappointed that they're a failure. (laughs) That's not going to happen because we're only growing offering what's available and what's I'm so tired. We're only offering <laughs> it's what okay. you're going to succeed with right now. It Correct. It'll soon be over. It's not going to soon be over. <laughs> this is just the start. You see, I have my my venti. <laughs> I'm going to just get an IV drip for uh-huh. my caffeine. Yeah, and it's it's not so much that they're going to freeze necessarily, but it's too cold for the peppers and the tomatoes to develop root systems and yeah, they're just going to be unhappy. Fruit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and that's where Lamanda came back, you know, and shared with me as part of her vision of all of this was. You know, sure, she could put tomato plants out, and she could, you know, people come in, and uh, one of our staff was here for the opening on Friday, and he's like, oh, I'm looking for tomato plants. And I said, not yet. <laughs> You're not going to find them. You know, it's not looking. yet. But, but Tony, sure, she why, could put them out there. Why is your staff asking for tomato plants? <laughs> That's what I want to know, Tony. Come on, man. You know, and so... Uh, you know, that's where they're looking at it, and I think that idea of saying, "Look, we—the idea is that we want you to be successful in what you do," mm-hmm. and there's a there's a way to do that, and and I think that's what Lamanda's with her, the Peterson Garden Project, which was the program of teaching people to grow their own food, yeah. and now teaching others outside of that program to grow their own foods and be successful with it, and not just put up anything, you know, in the world. Oh, just come and grab that and mm-hmm. make it make it work. But here, this is we're going to tell you why it's going to work, why it's not going to work, what's a better time for it, mm-hmm. so that you can be successful and, and not buy a plant two weeks later, it's brown, it's wilty, it's it's yeah. frosted over, and then you're like, oh, I don't like that garden center. Or <laughs> they I feel like me a, a bad failure. Plant. You know, like yeah. people are like, oh, I have a yeah. black thumb. I'm like, you killed a house plant, didn't you? Yes, I kill house plants. I'm like, that's very different than gardening you know, vegetables, annuals, right. perennials. I kill houseplants. Everybody kills houseplants. Yeah, That's I'll why, you know, there's giant houseplant stores. Yeah. Because and sales are up happens. 300%. Sales are up 300%. You <laughs> and know, some outdoor over- plants are going to die. It just For happens. Sure. It happens, you know. I mean, that's one of the things in our Fearless Food Gardening book we wrote in uh, 2013, Fearless Food Gardening in Chicagoland. The idea is it's part therapy. Like, it's okay. Things are going to die. <laughs> Things are not going to be great. I continue. I'm a lifelong gardener. I continue to make mistakes and have things that don't work mm-hmm. out. And people are so worried about perfection. You know, it must be this. It must be that. Nature has other lessons to teach yes. us. Well, <laughs> and I was going to say, it's not necessarily a mistake. It's, it's just a living exactly. organism. It's a living plant. It's a living thing. A- anybody who's ever grown plants has killed plants. Okay? Yes. yes. And uh, you get used to that. I was uh, at the Morton Arboretum the other day uh, on a yeah, panel. Wednesday. Yeah, on Wednesday, and talking about trees. And beforehand, we had dinner with the PhDs and all the... the and I, I started talking about my yard and all the trees I had killed. And, and, and they started asking me, oh, is there anything alive in your yard? <laughs> yeah, there is, actually. There's a couple of dead trees, yeah, but, you know, that happens. And sometimes you just you deal with it. And, and I think that's actually a really, really good lesson for people uh, for for beginning gardeners is that that's okay mistakes are okay um, when people tell me they have a brown thumb uh, I'm gonna say to them no you don't I I, I can teach you how to grow a plant that's right. I, I can I can guarantee 
I'll, I'll pick a plant that is almost impossible to kill, even though I've killed plants that are almost impossible to kill. And I bet you, you'll be a success. Uh, one of the things right. I would tell folks is, is you know, in, in your backyard, uh, plant bulbs. You know, dig a hole in the fall, throw some bulbs in there, and then it blooms in the spring, and you, you look like a genius. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, know, you know? Listen, I, I grow everything for the deer in my yard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to so, say deer salad. So, so they love it. Uh, apparently, I'm doing an amazing job uh, with them. And so that's the other side of it. And so now learning more about what you can grow for what's happening around uh -huh. you. So I'm learning about the arbovitae that they won't eat and uh -huh. the, the different native plants that they may not eat. And and, it, and again, it's all, it's all a process. And, mm -hmm. and I always started out, Mike, when we first met, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, ago a century ago. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know much about gardening. I wasn't really, I wasn't a gardening person. I had a garden, but I wasn't a garden person. And, and over the years, I've, you know, I've learned more and more, and it's by hanging around people like yourself and like Amanda, um, you know, and teaching me, you know, the right time and the right thing to do it. But even then, I, we, you know, we used to joke about it, and, and I won't, I won't call anybody out with their, you know, uh, from TV, but <laughs> oh, please do. But <laughs> he never showed a dead plant in his garden ever. Mr. Smith. <laughs> uh -huh. yes. and, and so, so every time you went, you know, and all the, you know, the victory gardens and all the planting shows that you went to never showed, a, you know, a, an unhealthy plant or a dead plant. They showed you perfection all yes, the time. Right. And that's just not reality. And so that's then one people of the things feel I like learned. a failure. Then yeah. they feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. It's very intimidating. It's a, it's a really, really, really good point. Yeah. So, uh, and we, we've got a quick comment from uh, the Wisconsin vegetable gardener, Joey Baird. You're not a good gardener until you kill at least a thousand plants. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, they grow a lot more than I do. That's, and so they're, they're entitled to do that. But seriously, it it does happen. You can have the same plants in in, in very similar locations, and one dies, and one uh, thrives, and the other's kind of somewhere in between. You go, well, how did that happen? Well, uh, they're like human beings too. Every plant is different, even if it's a clone. It's been raised uh, mm -hmm. possibly in a different way, and that's something you need to think of. And you know, just to add on to that, I think people don't underestimate soil. You know, like when people come oh, in, yeah. like, I need dirt. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, you need soil. <laughs> Dirt's what you take yeah. from under your fingernails. <laughs> like, it's so important to teach people, you don't want to buy just the cheapest thing. You want to buy the the good products that are going to nourish yeah. your plants. It's like the also ran, you know, like people think it is a necessary evil, but the And education... the missus will tell you the organic. Wow. Well, absolutely, <laughs> the organic stuff, for sure. And the vegan, if that's what you want. But, you know, it's, it's um, something that people need education on. Uh, and uh, you're absolutely right in that, because that's one of the things I was going to say. Even with container, you're not digging, a, taking a shovel and throwing that soil into your container. No, you're buying some of this, or you're mm -hmm. getting compost. You're getting something. If you're going to get out of a bag, make sure you know where it's coming from, and that's yeah. why you come to a place like City Grange. Uh, and uh, I'm a fan of having a, a big pile of stuff in my yard and then spreading it all over the place. But a lot of people shop, put it in bags. All right, we got to take a break. We've got news coming up. More from City Grange after this. Captain's log, stardate 42326.1. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mr. Wolf, status report. Inexplicable, Captain. They appear to be perambulating vegetables. We are being stalked by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Wolf. Killer asparagus was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak. Mike Novak, 
I'm familiar with his work. And so am I. Mike Novak was one of the smartest, funniest people in the horticultural world of the 21st century. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Edgar Allan Poe. Raven Gosplach, my favorite holiday dish. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, options. It seems to be available online at aroundtheblockpress.com. Aroundtheblockpress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm. It appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick every gardener. I prefer my asparagus with a side of patach Mr. Wolf, are you joking? Actually, Captain, I believe he is choking. Welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. This hour is brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts. Every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. Here they are again, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. All I need is good food to eat and make me healthy, wealthy, wide awake. Lettuce, tomatoes, root and bacon. What about those sweet potatoes? All I need is good food to eat. All I need is good food to eat. All I need is good Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We're live on location. Speaking of good food to eat, we're at City Grange uh, at the corner of Catalpa and Western in northwestern-ish Chicago. I'm not sure exactly what you call this part of the city but uh you can you can get here by bus you just and it drops you right here at at the garden center and one of the things that we should note is that you can have your plants delivered Mm -hmm. this is very millennial oriented and valet parking yes valet parking yes Uh, did you want to oh well uh, that woman sitting (laughs) next to us is uh, uh, and we're going to get to uh, the conversation with Julie Siegel in just a second. We're going to talk a little bit about native plants. Uh, I want to mention that a lot of folks who are watching, and I'm glad you're watching us live stream on Facebook. It's actually brutal sun out here, but we got a little umbrella that's protecting us right now. Um, it's really hard to see this computer, and I can't tell you. I can't. I can't explain why my. Facebook is frozen, but uh, I had to just reset mine too. Okay, but I've tried to reset it and nothing's happening. But I, I, I hit reload, <clears throat> and that that got mine going. They both froze, but we are live on Facebook. I'm watching us right now. Okay, fantastic. Glad to hear that. I'm not, but you are. <laughs> Somebody else is. Uh, but a lot of folks are commenting, like uh, Brandon Losey uh, is watching. Hi, Brandon. Good to talk to you. Uh, and uh, Joey Baird, as we mentioned. And uh, uh, who did we have? Somebody. We've got Amy, Amy Ewald, Cin- Kathleen Parrish. Cynthia uh, said, fascinating program today. We appreciate that. Um, yeah, there's lots of good stuff here. Talking about this brand new garden center that has a lot of education as part of what its mission is. Yes. And I would like to shout out to everybody watching us on Facebook. Please share with your friends. <laughs> Just hit the share. Yeah, share d- it to your page. Do a watch party. Let's get more people watching this. Why not? Why not? Uh, and uh, we have a couple of minutes to talk to Julie Siegel. Well, hi, Julie. Hi, <laughs> you get you have to use a microphone. You're on oh, radio you. and hold it this way. Okay, now hold it. Even like, more. There, there you we go. go. Now you're on. Not quite on the, the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were a showbiz gal. Yeah, that's my past life. <laughs> and mine, too. You know, it's funny because Tony Abrascato earlier from the Chicago Flower and Garden Show was talking about how um, he learned from people like me, and yet my background is showbiz, too. So I had to learn somewhere along the way, uh, and that's what happens, you know. Uh, my horticultural background is theater. So there you go. 
and your Julie and I go back a little ways. We <laughs> we go back to trying to turn the Titanic around, which is the landscaping industry in America. So we started, you know, trying to do that in the Chicago area, but then um, we 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 actually tried to spread that to the Midwest. Uh, it was an organization called the Midwest Ecological Landscape Alliance. Um, sometimes known as Mila, and uh, the goal was to get the same old, same old out of out of the biz, right? Yes, um, working towards more sustainable mm-hmm. practices. But I just heard uh, a podcast uh, a week or two ago from um, Cultivating Place podcast out of Northern California okay. that interviewed Christine Nye, the horticulturist at the Shedd Aquarium, mm-hmm. and how she's been so forward in in working out habitat gardens. So. A lot of the people in Mila have had a lot of influence across the board. Well, it's about time. <laughs> no, seriously. A lot because, to do still. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, you know, uh, it's interesting because a lot more people in America uh, plant vegetables now. They've become aware that that's important, and if they want to control the food they eat, they can, you know, plant in their own yard. A lot more people, and we're going to talk about it, plant natives. Uh, so that message is starting to get out there or has continued to get out there over the, the last few decades. Uh, and I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. I don't think the same me- message is necessarily reaching the landscaping industry. Well, I think a lot of the vegetable growing is coming from community and coming from individuals. And the landscaping is an industry. Right. So it works very differently. It's, it's going to have to come from the consumer's making Which demands. means you folks, when you hire somebody to come to your home and to your yard and say, uh, I want this to look beautiful, you, you need to say, and I want it to be sustainable. Uh, and and don't and ignore the fact that that's become one of those crazy words that nobody <laughs> nobody has the same definition of. right for uh, <laughs> just say okay how about smart could we use that smart. would you do this smart so that I'm not using up all the world's resources which uh, which we're really in a habit of doing exactly and that's what uh, I think the goal is for all of us here today. Mm-hmm. Y- using fewer resources um, because we're on the precipice. And uh, the most important thing I've learned and why I'm here working with City Grange and in my own business and um, uh, I have worked with a non, I have my nonprofit in right. Guatemala and with we'll the talk Guatemala about thing, <laughs> is because community is so important in all those things that is the key. And so here to have a garden center that's about you know, Lamanda comes from Peterson Community Gardens and getting people together. It, and I think in terms of your original question, it's about maybe connecting some of those people who've been on the bandwagon about growing their own food, but maybe now they're ready to take out some of their lawn and Yay. put in some All right, well, we need to break plants. here. We'll, we'll get into that conversation yep. more with Julie Siegel. We're broadcasting live from City Grange on the northwest side of Chicago. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Stick around. Lots more to come. Hey, Chicagoland. When you want the best science-based tree care in the area, go to Bartlett Tree Experts. With locations in Barrington, Naperville, downtown Chicago, and Northbrook, Bartlett has 80 tree care professionals ready to do what's right for your tree and you. 
They also partner with great organizations like the Morton Arboretum. Whether it's your home or your business, a large job or a small one, every tree needs a champion. Call for a free estimate. Go to Bartlett.com. Go into the woods on May 17th. That's the theme for Nature's Night Out to benefit the Evanston Ecology Center. Dress like a tree or in the color of the woods or get even more creative. Then show up on May 17th from 7 to 10.30 p.m. at 2024 McCormick Boulevard in Evanston. Fantastic food and beer, a DJ catering to requests, cool eco raffle prizes, beehive tours, and more. Go to evanstonenvironment.org slash Farm Forward is a team of people just like you helping to change the way our world eats and farms to promote conscientious food choices, reduce farmed animal suffering, and advance sustainable agriculture. We are changing policy, changing farming, and changing the story we tell about animal agriculture. Farm Forward is shaping the future of food with a twin focus on animal welfare certification and reducing the consumption of animal products. We are changing farming by working with farmers to build alternatives to the factory farm and developing food systems that put animals, farmers, and communities first. To learn more about Farm Forward's work to end animal suffering and advance sustainable agriculture, head to www.farmforward.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to receive the latest news about how we're transforming our food system and what you can do to help. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Farm Forward. Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at Mike Now. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, Mike at MikeNovak.net. We're also at TheGreenDivas.com and on the Gab Radio Network. Podcasts and blog posts are available every week at MikeNovak.net. Sign up for posts in our newsletter on the homepage and support the sponsors who support us. Look for their logos and specials at MikeNovak.net. Hi, this is Ron Calgan from Mighty House. We're on every Saturday from 7 to 10 a.m. right here live on 1590 WCGO. And welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki live on location at City Grange on the north side of Chicago. At the corner of Catalpa and Western, come on by. It's a different kind of garden center, as they point out. And one of the things they do very well is educate people. And that's why we have Julie Siegel here. Before we educate people about the prairie smoke, which is sitting right in front of us, um, how did you get wrangled into this? Oh, well. Oh, wait, my, my, my fault, sorry. <laughs> um, Lamanda and I turn out to have a colleague that we both respect and adore. Mm-hmm who introduced us, I got into this late in the game about six months ago. It wouldn't have been Roy Diblick, would it? No, no. it wasn't Roy. Actually, oh. it was uh, Krista Orm Keller at Midwest Ground Cover. Oh, let's give Krista a ding. <laughs> I, 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 I one, lo- of the, one of the other really forward progressive great yeah. people bringing our industry I- into the future. Um, so we connected and found out we had an awful lot in common, different skills, but uh-huh. a lot of the same goals and ideas about community and the environment. And I got to tell you, a shout out to Krista Orham Keller, because yes. last year when we were putting together Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards, and by the way, I've got one of those little flyers. <laughs> you can't see it on the camera here, but uh, 
Uh, it's, it's, it's in its third year. You want to go to chicagogardeningawards.org, and if you live in the city of Chicago, you can sign up to uh, win an award. We've given more than 100 out in the last two years. This is the third year. Nobody else is doing this except us citywide. Sing, single family, large uh, buildings, small buildings, businesses, community gardens, community gardens, church gardens, school gardens, whatever you urban got. Urban farms. And so last year we were doing some uh, publicity for this, and we did a little hit on Channel 7 uh, during their noon report, and Krista Orm Keller said, come on by and get some uh, native plants. And I had this great display of native plants, some of which are now in my yard, uh, and uh, they looked <laughs> fabulous. I mean, you could you look at that and you would say, why don't people plant more natives? Well, natives are beautiful, just like all kinds of other plants. Um, somebody was asking me just recently, uh, someone who works here, you know, that they had been into native years ago, but then kind of stopped because there weren't examples of how to do it beautifully. Mm. But natives are like other plants. You know, if you if you know how the plants work mm -hmm. and you the right conditions and you ask the right questions and then find the right ones, they do just fine. But we think it's because originally people were probably rebelling against all those tightly manicured evergreen mm -hmm. shrubs and all the chemicals and so forth. And that that they did what? That they, went that to they just they just threw in a bunch of natives and said, you know, oh, I don't need design. I'm going to yeah. let them fight it out. What like I'm trying to figure out, though, well, and I actually I do know how this, this happens, is how we got away from all the beautiful plants that were already growing here in North America. What we got, you know, we got that European disease, which is that was the empire. When the empire was out going to India and China and Borneo and bringing back the latest and the great, oh, you've got to see this plant. And then suddenly England had all these non-natives and that whole idea spread to America as well. Yes, I, I mean, I remind clients we had that little war of independence, but I think that's like a lot of places. And, you know, the people here who were trying to be of a certain class assumed the trappings of what they thought ro royalty had. And um, you know, some of that may have worked better on the East Coast mm -hmm. where the conditions are different, but here in the Midwest... You know, we're more like Siberia, especially <laughs> with climate change. Sure. Whoa, whoa. So. But it hasn't stopped uh, developers, you know, and now it's not just bringing the plants back from another part of the world. It's hybridizing the plants that are there and turning them, you know, native ours is, mm -hmm. is, is a big deal. And I said this the other day to some folks. I said, how many, how many orange cone flowers do we need? Do we need an orange cone flower at all? I, my answer is well, no. Well, orange is my favorite color. So well, I yes, love orange and too. And the tennisiensis is orange. So, but um, well, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sure, it was it had, important. It, 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 <laughs> I'm sure it was too. When it pops back in, go, go to so. But the idea being that that. So oh yes, I remember. Excuse okay. me. Um, well, and it's true that a lot of our native plants got appreciated by Europeans. They, you know, the great growers in Germany right. and so forth came here mm -hmm. in the 50s, saw our native grasses, and took them to back there. They got appreciated there. And then people like with Ohm von Sweden and so forth in the 70s, they ripped out all those ewes in Washington, D.C. and started putting in native plants. Mm -hmm. Well, and then there's Pete Udolf. And yes. Who, yes. Who, who kind of ran with it, and he doesn't use strictly natives, but he got a lot of inspiration from the Midwest. He did, and as you mentioned, he became um, so. So Pete is 
perennial designer for Lurie Garden and Millennium Park, which a lot of people in Chicago don't know is the model for great public gardens around the world is really one of the first doing a lot of good practices. Yeah. Now, there it's a little different. They they just have the natives mostly at one Right, end. it's mixed. It, yeah, and they have a, a lot of, of maintenance there. I mean, Pete, it, he's one of my great garden <laughs> mentors, so I, we've all learned incredible mm-hmm. things from him. Um, but I think, you know, in terms of a garden that uses natives, that's probably not the one you're going to be learning the most from because they're, 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 they're at the, the east, the, sorry, the south end. And that's partly because they well, have... Wait, wait, the south end of what? What do you... Uh, Lurie Gardens. main area in Lurie Gardens. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're sylph... The, what's, what's the common name of sylphium? <laughs> like oh. Prairie Dock. And right. there's Rattlesnake Master. Yeah, yeah, all those things that are incredibly invasive. And they can be, yeah. We talk about <laughs> a cup plant in my yard all the time. Uh, there are other plants. Uh, I'll tell you what right now has kind of gone nuts in my yard is may apple oh, oh yeah. those are wonderful they're yes. wonderful but, but they are they're kind of thuggish too they, they can take over an, uh, an, they a can, whole area but luckily they're going to go dormant so yeah. well you, they do yeah. you know you with natives just like other plants you have to know mm-hmm. what the qualities are and in some places something that's invasive and thuggish might be great because nothing else right. will grow there. right if you're looking to fill a, a wooded area on your property with may apples in the spring yeah, yeah they're going to that, take over. be fantastic but when you have a 20 by 30 lot like i do it it takes over a lot of area very quickly well and as we know size is relevant Relative. So yeah. <laughs> 20 by 30 may be huge compared to somebody else. And, yeah. You know. uh, so we've got an example of a native plant right here uh, on the table. Well, yes, we have um, uh, GM Triflorum Prairie Smoke. And I did want to say, I don't know if you discussed this earlier, but when we use botanic names, we're not being snobs. <laughs> it's just that you have to use that because oftentimes the common names refer to a couple of plants. You guys know this. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it, um, you want to make sure you're getting the exact plant. Well, you know what? Uh, something just happened to you that happens to me now all the time, which is I can come up with the botanical name, but I cannot remember the common name of a plant. And, yeah, you, you appear to be snobbish, but it's what you learn if you, you, you're working with a plant. And sometimes you forget what the common name is. Yes, yes. Well, it's like snowball plant refers to a lot of right. different things that people have. Or black-eyed Susan. Yes, and there are many black-eyed... Susans, and we don't need to get into a yeah. discussion of how the Latin names work, but it's important to know all those names. Yes. <laughs> even if you can't pronounce them, it'll even, be fine. Even if it's a handful <laughs> that you know of well, the ones that are in your garden. If yes. you plan to buy the plant, you need to know what you're getting. Yes. Yes. And like with the black-eyed Susans, they're... Um, Hmm. You know, there's some that are like eight feet tall and some that are three feet tall and uh-huh. some that have uh, been bred so they don't get a particular disease. So it's it's really, mm-hmm. you know, education's important in this case, not just for showing off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and also looking at the, you were talking about cultivated, the native ours versus the natives. Yes. Yeah, and, and checking the name, you're going to see that. Yes, and often the um, their cultivars that have been propagated, they've been found to have um, appealing qualities or... Um, it, in An orange coneflower, for example. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so if you're looking at the name, how do you tell if it's a regular native like Guillaume Triflorum or 
how would you know if it was a, a, a nativar, a cultivar? Uh, usually if it has a cultivar at the end in single quote, then it's been cultivated. Mm -hmm. yeah. Usually the natives just have the... Or an the, X. Yeah. X and an whatever. X means it, yeah, it's hybridized yeah. with something, but usually you'll just be finding like GM triflorum, that's the two names. It's the genus and the species. Right. right. And, um, but for somebody who's new, you know, that, that's a, a good good way. Yeah. The two the two names, <laughs> but you have to know that second name, the species, because that's going to like we talked about the um, black-eyed Susans, the Rubecchias, mm -hmm. The second name, they can be completely different plants, except for being yellow. Okay, yeah. uh, we we only have a few more minutes, but I want to get very into how you create an, uh, a native plant community. Because one of the things that folks do is when they impulse buy, they go to a garden center, uh, they pull out a peony here, and here's a geranium there, and they put them in their yard. And with those plants, it really doesn't, well, it does matter, because you want the same conditions in, in your garden. But in terms of natives, uh, you're, you're looking for something a little richer, I would think, a little deeper in terms of culture. Uh, or am I wrong in, in that? How, how do you start making a, a community of native plants? Well, I think the key is the word community. Yeah. <laughs> um, because we're partially we're using natives to mm -hmm. set up an ecosystem, a community that's serving not just us humans, but it's serving all the pollinators and the birds and all the insects that are keeping uh, our big community, the world, yes. going. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this is... Um, I, it's it's not little plants like these, but I always talk about the example of the Bradford uh, pear tree, which a lot of people love. It has a beautiful flower, but it attracts three insects, and our native oaks attract 500. So well, and it's also uh, a bad shape, and you know it splits well, we, we and storms. Get it, yes, and, all I mean, those bad things. It's and it's the invasive, evil Bradford pear. It's, and, uh, but you on. you and I could go on forever. So um, I I think what you uh, you're always being driven with the native stuff by community, so it probably impresses you a little bit more to know how plants behave. You want to do all those things with other plants, how much sun, mm -hmm. what kind of soil. Mm -hmm. um, are they so invasive? Are they invasive? And, and that's a big one because remember, you know, um, native plants, they're not being coddled, so they have to find themselves the way. <laughs> they have to duke it out for themselves. So is this the kind of thing you're going to teach people here and when they walk in, say, okay, here's a prairie smoke plant. Uh, let me tell you what kind of conditions it needs, and, and here are some companion plants that you might want to consider. Well, Amanda and I are still working that out. We've started. <laughs> um, I, I have a blog post um, on why we use native plants on the on City, City Grange yes. website. Yep. There are several that have been written, and, and you know, once we get past the big opening... <laughs> yeah. We'll be rolling them out. I was very helped by some questions that people ask because sometimes, you know, we forget the, the basic kind of stuff. Yes, we do uh, forget some of the basics, and, and, and we get all involved in other things. Uh, but I, and, and, and something else I want to get to is uh, your work in Guatemala before we wrap up here. Yes, um, I'm, I'm very um, – and actually, Chris Orham Keller was an early supporter of um, – the nonprofit I have that works there, Sustainable Sharing with Guatemala. Uh, but I'm very lucky because I, I've worked for 15 years with uh, very impoverished Mayan uh, indigenous mountain communities in northwest uh, Guatemala. And they 
culture is not a trend. It's a survival. You know, they are working where they're, they're the canaries of climate change. And the How so? Oh, well, the, because they are uh, poor indigenous farmers who depend on uh, rainy season. Mm -hmm. And let's say... It used, so if that all changes... It, it, and it it's just, changing rapidly. In the last in, three years... In Guatemala years, in particular? Yes. They used to have the rainy season from May through hmm. October. The last three years, in the middle of that season, there's been a drought for wow. a month, a month and a half. They lose their harvest. Yeah. So are you learning from them about Absolutely. sustainability or Absolutely. the other way around? No, you're learning from them. I'm learning from them. And even this year, it was so exciting. We had uh, one of my colleagues from the group we work with there with an impossible acronym, AFAPATI, which means Association for Development, the most progressive land people I know. Mm -hmm. But we had uh, one of our colleagues come here and give several events this February. And even when she came here, I was learning from her. I saw much more about my city mm -hmm. uh, through through different eyes, and um, and and I become much more involved with a lot of the people. Uh, Anne Marie Leone, yes, uh, people who are working on permaculture and w working, you know, wealth inequality. Uh, our visitor was talking about what we in the United States, you know, how many problems we cause for climate change, and poor little countries mm -hmm. like Guatemala can't. Oh, okay, banner, <laughs> banner down. But we have those same issues in our city here. I mean, we're one big community, Chicago, and we, if we don't take care of the parts that don't have as many resources, right. all of us don't have resources. So it, it, right. community is really the, the, the big word. And, you know, going back to native plants, I yeah. think change is hard for people everywhere in the world. That's human nature. And so with native plants, it's not like you have to rip all your plants out overnight. You can start by trying to figure out something about the communities and maybe a, a central plant that you like. I mean, we have, we have the, um, uh, I'm forgetting the comment, no, GM Triflorum, the uh, prairie smoke. Prairie smoke. Because it's, it's a plant that's blooming you know, very early now. Mm -hmm. it's, it has this beautiful wispy uh, kind of phase. You can start putting plants in for different kinds of seasons. Yeah. And, you know, well, and poco a poco. Okay. If folks want to get a hold of you, because you do design work as well. Yes. Go uh, do. My uh, company is J. Siegel Designs. Uh, dot com. com. It's S-I-E-G-E-L, the initial J. And and go to my website, MikeNovak.net, to find the blog and the connection to uh, the Guatemala work. So yes, and that's at SustainableSharing.org. Julie Siegel, thank you so much. We'll be right thank back. Thank you both. Thank you. Did you know it can take up to three liters of water to produce just one liter of bottled water? In a Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. Over 22 billion water bottles end up in landfills each year, and far too many end up in our oceans and waterways. According to the Environmental Working Group, about 40% of bottled water is actually regular tap water that may or may not have gotten any additional treatment. They also confirmed there was at least 38 different low-level contaminants in bottled water and an average of eight chemicals. So, ditch the plastic water bottles, folks. Choose to filter water and use reusable bottles for your own health and to reduce plastic waste in landfills. 
I'm Green Diva Meg. Please visit thegreendivas.com to find useful Green Diva podcasts, videos, and of course, lots of low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. This is Mike Novak. Serious and even not-so-serious gardeners in the Chicago area know that there's a year-round resource that always comes in handy, Chicagoland Gardening Magazine. It's the garden magazine for our region, and it's packed with information about plants indoors and out. Every issue contains insightful articles by gardening pros, fantastic photos, science, and more. With features like what to do in the garden, design tips, and Chicagoland natives, you're going to be ready to grab a trowel and dig. Even I have a column in the inside back page of every issue. It's practically fact-free, and I'm proud of it. Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state gardening magazines. Go to chicagolandgardening.com and get a subscription. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600. Everybody dancing, which we are doing on site. Can you guys hear that music? Yeah. Take this microphone, and you guys are going to share it, okay? All right. Who have we got here? You are? Viviana. Viviana. And you are? Eileen. Eileen. And... Your boss is there at the end of the table. Are, are, you, are you the boss of them? Well, they very well may be the boss of me, actually. <laughs> I, I steal all my ideas from the children. Um, and that is uh, Shylan. Hello there, Mike. Good morning. And, who's back on the program again, Shylan Hora. Um, I have called, I've decided that the title for you is America's Seed Artist. You are now America's oh. Seed Artist. Thank you. <laughs> I welcome that title. Thank you very kindly. I used it on the blog, and I think it's true. I don't know anybody who's doing better work with seeds, uh, as in the botanical sense of seeds, than you. you are. And you guys have been working with her, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> what have you guys been doing? Okay. Well, we have been, we've, um, so we've been, like, collecting seeds. Seeds lately. Uh huh. What what kind of seeds? Like we've been collecting like um like like there's um corn seeds. Yeah, like something and like something like that. Sunflower and, seeds. Uh. Do you find corn seeds in the park next door? Oh, there's some there of the seeds go. right there. We brought some seeds. Wow. I wonder if we can even. Uh, see any of that i i lost my facebook feed long ago peggy it just froze totally i can't get it back but we can see it it's kind of hard but because you know i tell you what tell shyland to hold that up just a little closer to the camera and one of my favorite seeds are um are the tree seeds tree seeds they're they're like it looks about it looks there, like yeah. up a it, little higher. It looks like a ball, but it's actually uh-huh. very furry inside. Yeah. Ah. What kind of tree is that from? It's um well, I don't know, but we got it. <laughs> uh, it's Ms. okay. Shai, you don't you don't need to know. What kind of tree is that from? Well, um, 
ILN's favorite is, I'll give her a... This one. It's the pokey one. It's that... cod. <coughs> so, the, it's the... Oh, those, too. Oh, I like those, too. So, those are fun. Yeah, it's pretty much... Um, what the sweet... I, yeah, it's sweet gum, and um, it's pretty much what makes gum... Uh, like sticky or chewy. Ah. <laughs> well, now she's being. Well, all right. All right. Anyways, yeah. We we tell a lot of stories in order for the children to connect with the seeds. Sometimes we tell fun stories about the seeds to that um, are completely fabricated. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Which it's it's all in fun and good fun, and the kids remember certain um, t- you know, types of seeds according to their names and so on. So, for example, the helicopter seed. It's not called a helicopter seed, but... In yes, order it for the, is. Well, it is, right. That's what it, I grew ex- up. Exactly, right. Hey, the, look, the helicopters are out. There it is, right. Yeah, right. So we, we tell did. funny stories for the children to connect well, with the seeds. Viviana, what's your favorite seed? Um, one of my favorite seeds are the hitchhiker seeds. The hitchhiker seeds. Oh, I know, like burrs that, that, like, that they get on your socks. Like how they move around is they grab onto like animals' fur or uh-huh. like clothes, and then that's how they move around. I like those too. I think that's really good. So where do you guys go to school? Emerson. Emerson. Yeah. And what city is that in? In Bur- in. <laughs> In Berwyn. Say it like the old radio show. Exactly. Berwyn. And what grade are you guys in? Third grade. Are you and you're you're both of you in all the same classes? Well, um, basically. Um, <laughs> and now it's a fight for the microphone here. I like that. Oh, no, no, Shylan, you got to, no, we'll let them fight them for the microphone, that's fine with me. Okay, Okay, so basically, like, we have two teachers, not, so, like, we share both of our teachers, so, like, we switch classes in the day, so, Mm -hmm. the teachers, and then, like, the the teachers stay in the classroom, but, like, the classes move to the, because one is Spanish, and the other is... English. And one's name is Kriegel, and one is named Miss Ramirez. So usually I, my first class is a Miss Kriegel, and your first My first class <laughs> is Miss Ramirez. So. They're already better at this than I am. <laughs> I know, right. They could animate They're the whole. They're just had that microphones going back and forth. I know. Yeah, we're, we're going for coffee now. <laughs> there yeah, yeah, really. Uh, you guys take over the show. I got to go. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and, and when do you find time to gather seeds um like maybe um well we don't really do a bunch of seed art a lot and <laughs> why when, not when do well, they come because, to your school well because miss Shy's not always there so is she the bad teacher <laughs> no when she's when she's there everybody like says like they're always like saying oh hi miss Shy," because they love it so much that they always say hi they always say hi. There you go. And what does Miss Shy do that everybody says hi? What? That um, like she's a nice teacher and she doesn't like, you know, be mean. Oh a well, bunch that's good. <laughs> I hate it when teachers are mean. Yeah. yeah, and she does a lot of seed art, and it 
and the kids love it because usually in our school we don't really go outside a lot but when <laughs> when when my mom said to the principal for this project the principal was just like yes right away yes, <laughs> yes. yay there you go. yay misuki yeah it's been a great collaboration with the school the principal was on board within 3 minutes of describing the project she said yeah i don't have to hear any more so I was sharing with the girls how lucky they are to be a part of a school where the the principal takes, I don't have to convince anybody of anything. She so was what you did is, okay, we haven't even gotten to the coolest part yeah, yet, right. which is, you know, you, you have the kids go out and they gather seeds. And now, from what I understand, they're not, don't worry, folks watching, they're not going to the forest preserve, <laughs> all right? They're not taking the no. seeds from the forest. No, we're not. And you really don't care what seeds they get, right? right? Well, primarily we're collecting tree seeds in the mm -hmm. community. So they're, um, they're but, trees. But, but, but you can't always identify it as a tree seed, can you, when you pick well, it up? Um, well, mostly they are, yes. Yeah. So we're collecting okay. sweet gums and um, red bud, uh, black walnut, um, maple, Manitoba maple. Also, sycamore, um, heaven tree seeds, um, rows of Sharon are also predominantly around the park there. Acorns. Uh -huh. Yeah, acorns and so on. So they're actually mostly the tree seeds are the yeah. ones that we're See finding. Some elm seeds here because they're bigger. They're easier for the kids to find, and sure. they're they're dropping all yeah. over the neighborhood. But I so, imagine there are weed seeds there oh too. Oh yeah, there there are. But I the mean, tree you, seeds you are the ones that everything. Everything. I, yeah. I've seen your seed collection. Yeah. It's just nuts. It is true. It is nuts. But for the for the. And that's a seed too. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> Thank you very much. But that's I'm, right. I'll be that's here all right. all weekend. All right. <laughs> but it's been really great because I'm in collaboration with the gym teacher. We're going out during gym class. Actually, is we're we're going on um, excursions during the gym during the gym half hour. Okay. So we go to the the neighboring park. Then the art class hour is when I come in and do the seed um, drawing on the burlap fabric with the children. Uh -huh. And so then I collect every child in the elementary school made a, a burlap drawing with seeds. And then we hem them all together. When okay, that's the part I don't quite understand. How okay. do you make a burlap drawing with seeds? Okay, so every child gets a piece of burlap, which is biodegradable fabric. Mm -hmm. And they're using a white glue that's also biodegradable. You can eat it. If you had to, you could eat it. Actually, kids do eat it. <laughs> but anyways. Wait, so, wait. There's a, there's a lot of paste eaters in the exactly, world. Exactly. Okay? There are paste eaters, yeah. <laughs> so um, using white glue, they're drawing on top of the burlap, and okay. then they're adhering the seeds ah, into the glue. So, so you, it's, it, it starts as a drawing, turns yeah. into uh, a seed a drawing. Yeah, well, I was thinking we, we could do this. Uh, uh, do we want to hold this or? Yeah, we might as well. Okay, so I could hold it up. No, no, no. We got it. Peggy's okay. got it. Peggy's got it. So this oh, is what it ends Peggy. up becoming, and I have no idea whether you can see this on camera, but this is uh, just part of what right. you guys did, right? Yes. For for the for the children's school, the the children I have here with me today, their their quilt ended up being like eight feet by ten feet. It's absolutely huge. There's no right. way I could bring it in today. Take, so yeah, this is a gonna, sample. We're going to take it around the front here, so you get to see it here. I would say not too close, because it'll just I, as close to the table as you can get. I think that's going to be perfect. Oh, there you go. Right there, and I'm not sure how. Again, I I have no longer Facebook access <laughs> here. It, so I, I can see it on Peggy's screen. Okay, yeah. great. So there you go. And and is that uh, is this a separate piece of art that you have here? Um yeah, this is from a different school. Um it was oh, a, it was okay. a smaller this was a private school that I did and I happened to have it on hand. But anyways <laughs> 
yeah, you just this, have these. I just have around. these on hand. These but props. This the the quilt that um, their school created is hanging up in the library right now. It's on exhibition for two and, weeks. And let me ask them, uh, uh, Viviana and yes, in the school Emerson School, school library. library. And mm-hmm. both of you guys, um, how big is that tapestry? The the the, bla- um, the quilt. It's like really big, and it's like in our library, and the library is like the only place that it will fit because it's so big. Because it's so big. And how <laughs> long is it? Uh, it's eight feet by ten feet. All right, you got to give up that mic now. So, what did you learn from making this? We got like one minute. What did you learn from making that quilt? Um, <clears throat> what I learned about making the quilts are that um, that there are pretty much a bunch of seeds around the world. And you can put them on a quilt. And then you yes. can, and what are you going to do with that quilt? Like you can hang it up or like show it to people. And whenever we go to library, we always see our like things. And like But it's not going to be hanging up forever, is it? No. What are we going to do with it? Yeah, what next we, weekend. We uh, we're gonna plant it. You're gonna, You're gonna plant, plant it. it. Yes. Yeah. We are. Where are we gonna plant it? Do you remember where we're gonna plant it? We're gonna we're gonna plant it in. In the ground, I hope. Yes, in the ground, pretty much. Okay, in the ground, pretty much. And what do you expect to have happen with that, uh, Shylin? Well, we have a raised bed that's been graciously donated to us from the Garden Club at Emerson Elementary. We're collaborating with them, um, and we're going to put it in the raised bed there next next um, Saturday morning. And I expect for green pepper, and well, expect because I've done it before, and that the green pepper and the pumpkin will grow and probably the maple. Okay, hang on a second. We got to yes. take a break here. Uh, we'll be back with Seed Art, uh, courtesy of Shailen Hora and, and her friends here. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, live from City Grange. Want to put more life into your backyard soil? The folks at Blazing Star Nursery were amazed at how biologicals from a company called Tinyo helped transform a barren former cornfield to a vibrant native landscape. Now they recommend those products to home gardeners. Tinyo's microbial, mycorrhizal fungi and enzymes can be used on all types of crops to improve plant health and overall production. Go to blazing-star.com and while you're there, check out their pollinator packets. This is Peggy Malecki. Are you ready to take your indoor gardening to the next level? Then you need to download the Anywhere, Anytime garden booklet from HappyLeafLED.com. You'll learn about lighting and troubleshooting and get advice from the pros about getting your seeds started. You'll also find recipes to enjoy the food you've grown indoors. Go to HappyLeafLED.com and click on the microphone to download the beta version. Jumpstart your seedlings with better light. HappyLeafLED.com. Sun, folks. Boy, this is going to time out really well because uh, otherwise I'd be doing this for the rest of the afternoon. And by the way, this is a, I had to do a little stereotype here, a little Chicago action song there. So uh, that's because we're live at City Grange on the north side. It's not off of Lakeshore Drive. No, but it's close. It's, uh, you could throw a stone. Not really. 
if you threw a stone, it would end up in the cemetery. Uh, you want to do that? And and well, these softball season's coming and up. These, so you can these gals just pulled a fast one on me here Uh-oh. because I found I asked if their parents were here, and somebody told me that one of the parents is sitting right there. <laughs> uh, oh, you guys get the bell. You guys get to do a ding. Ah, there yeah, you go. Here, here, here. And here's what you each get to do one. You do this one. You do that one. All right, there we go. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll, I'll hang on just a second before we get back to our conversation. Um, first of all, you got a minute for your trees? I'll bet you guys do. You should this week because tomorrow, April 22nd, is Earth Day. Did you guys know that? Yep. 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 Okay. And Friday, April 26th, is Arbor Day. Did you know that? I don't know. Me. Well, now you yeah, do. I didn't know. Now you do. Okay. Uh, Bartlett Tree Experts is proud to have a small part in protecting the trees and shrubs that help make our world healthy and beautiful. And here are some of the ways. Bartlett was one of the first companies to develop and implement an integrated pest management or IPM program that uses alternative products and methods for control of pests and diseases. These options are used whenever possible. Bartlett's OMRI-listed fertilizer, Boost Natural, is the only organic tree and shrub fertilizer proven effective for supplying nutrients in a single application. Monitor RX, their organic pest management program, helps maintain naturally healthy landscapes while preserving the environment. Bartlett is committed to using environmentally sustainable products and equipment, including using alternative fuel sources and hybrid cars in the field. Talk to a Bartlett Arborist representative about your trees, because whether it's Earth Day, Arbor Day, or Tuesday, every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. We're back. And speaking of environmentally friendly, that's what uh, City Grange is, mm-hmm. is all about here on the uh, north side of Chicago, again, at the corner of Western and Catalpa. And uh, folks are coming in. They're shopping. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, Lamanda before we go, but I want to... Lamanda's s- taking a quick photo here, too. Yeah, w- we can use a photo. Hey, Lamanda. Uh-oh. Yeah, don't she get... wants a city Okay, everybody smile there. for Lamanda there, who's taking a photo of us. And you guys figure out who's going to have that. They're fighting over this microphone <laughs> like, like it's a baseball bat, you know? It's like, okay... Uh, bottle caps, eagle claws. All right. Uh, what? And so <laughs> you guys are going to plant this uh, quilt, which uh, we have a representative. We don't need to hold that the up again. The one that's at your school but library. You're going to plant. How big is the uh, quilt, uh, Shylin? It's approximately eight foot by ten feet. It's a huge, beautiful. So it, it's going to cover a whole uh, bed, right? Yes, it covers the whole bed. Yes. And mm-hmm. you and some things will germinate and some things yes. won't. Yes. Yes, of course. So um, the green pepper seeds and the pumpkins and the maple are usually the ones that pop up, and then the kids will be in charge of being stewards of the plants that are growing and propagating there. Uh-huh. Um, the others will just turn it into like a mulchy, <laughs> a mulchy substance, which is beautiful, also and necessary. How often have you done this? Oh, I've been doing this for 10 years. So uh, some of them, I imagine, do a lot of sprouting. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. There's a huge variety of things that happen, as you can imagine. But the the things that do grow, we um, definitely take the habit of being stewards of whatever's Mm -hmm. growing. One of the things you're teaching, and and they can't really appreciate it right now, Uh is the ephemeral nature of art. 
Yes, that's true. That is very true. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, and I and I and I don't know. That just popped into my head yep. because you this quilt you could have on display forever, but instead yes. you choose to plant it. Yes, that's uh, and true. And I'll bet you have some folks say, "No, you should not plant that. Yes, I you do. You should yeah. hang it on the wall." What right. Do you, what do you say to them about that? Well, um, I say that you can do this any day, any time. It doesn't take a special Earth Day event in order to collect seeds and make botanical artwork. So I'm definitely trying to foster. Um, within the kids, the fact that there's um, botanical litter fall that's present and available any time during the spring, winter, and fall, and that they have this as a tool at their finger, fingertips to use any time. So that's definitely one thing that the kids talk about is, oh my gosh, these seeds were here all the time and I didn't even <laughs> know it? You mean I can have access and collect these Anytime. Anytime. And yes, anytime. Yeah. It doesn't take a special artist to come through the school but and a lot collect. Of, you know, a lot of kids do that. I I yeah. was known as a child to pick it, up acorns exactly. and, other, and other seeds right. if they're cool enough. Right, exactly. Well, the thing that's been happening, I think, as the generations move along, we say, oh, don't touch that. That could be dirty. That's stinky. Oh, that's ugly. That's, ah, don't get your fingers dirty. So I'm trying to combat that culture yeah. of, like, dirty, scary nature. Yeah. It's okay to bring it into the house. We're, exactly. fi- we're finding out yeah. that dirt is good for exactly. kids and for adults too. Right, All right. Exactly. Well, listen. Hey, Lamanda, can I ask you a quick question? Can we get a cookie for each of these uh, wonderful oh, students? How and special! We want, and All we're right. going to want to... So if you want to come... We'll All right. Watch out for the pull, quilt back pull, here. Pull one out there. Yeah. Let's get, I'm going to get Lamanda back here. Let's. Shailen, I'm going to ask yes. you to put down that mic and pick, sure. get the quilt out so Lamanda love. can get back in here. And uh, Viviana and... Uh, I, and Ayalan. Is it Ayalan or Ayalan? Island, Island. Thank you, guys. Uh, look at the cookies they've got. You guys should put, pull one out of there. They look like uh, vegetables, and they're really cool. So we got a carrot and a tomato, and this is from Celestial. <laughs> Good luck if you can no, re- read that screen in the in the light here. All right, we need to wrap up here. I'm going to get Lamanda Joy back before we say goodbye oh give me high fives all right you guys were great fantastic thanks for being here thanks for the quilt thanks for coming in here (laughs) and the cookies are still being oh ah the tomato one that's a that's and i love the carrot one that's those are good looking all right we're gonna sneak them get in here lamanda the plants please there oh i'm gonna oh Uh -oh, this is cool i like the onions oh the corn's cute the onions are great as well as long as they don't taste like onions. I'm not going to leave it in the I don't, sun, we've, we've already said that you don't have to worry about those cookies tasting like what they look like. Um, like all right. <laughs> Lamanda, thank you so much for uh, letting us come by here and be part of your opening weekend. This is fabulous, and I love seeing all the folks here uh, shopping, and it's the perfect day yes. for it, isn't it? It sure is. It sure is. Well, you know, it's special. I appreciate the support that you, the Mike Novak Show has given me over the years, and all the good advice and friendship. <laughs> and I, I don't have a, a single <laughs> bit of good advice. You know that. I just, I just sort of, uh, I sort of waft in the breeze here. Yeah, so. I think you got a lot of good advice. <laughs> and what you do is very important. So thank you. Uh, and I want to thank all the the folks who uh, who listened to the show today. By the way, if you're listening, Rick DeMille's not here. He took the day off. It's Easter, and and the, the sun's out. And it's going to be a nice warm you, day. It's going to be 80 degrees in Chicago, and a perfect day to come out to City Grange. Buy some plants, get them in the ground. When I'm going home, that's yep. what I'm going to do. I'm going to work in my garden. Oh yeah. Uh, this is absolutely what you should do on a day like this. Uh, I also want to thank uh, all the folks here at uh, City Grange and uh, who helped us uh, 
set up, and that was uh, Becky and Joan and Peter and who am I missing? Uh, Julie. Um, Tony. And, and Tony. Tony. Right. And you and uh, there, your folks are around today if people want to come by, right, and get and get some advice. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that is sort of the whole idea that's of this. That's the whole yeah. idea. And it, then you got the plant sale next week, the next two weekends. Um, or we next have weekend. The Peterson Garden Project plant sale proceeds will go to support Peterson Garden Project next weekend and Mother's Day weekend, okay. the 10th and 11th. All We're right. also doing a mamathon. A mamathon? Yes. A whatathon? We might have mamosas. Oh. And uh, some fun photo ops and music. And so, sounds like they need mead mosas here, too. And it and it we had mead mosas on the south side the other week and they were excellent. Oh, oh my okay. goodness! Is that where those bee costumes came yes. from? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's where the bee costumes came from. Right. right. And you notice I did not. You know not, the internet is forever. I, 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 I yeah. There's still pictures of me with a, the gnome hat out there. So uh, that makes me so. Oh, we got the closing music going. Yeah, here. I hear that. So thank you so much. And the next two weeks, the the Peterson Garden Project sale. Those are cool season vegetables, right? Right. Right. Next weekend, cool season crops. Mother's Day weekend, hot season crops. Okay. And I also want to thank Andrew Marshall. Give yourself a ding there. Great and job engineering the Ellie, show. Ellie Sanchez tweeting. Until next time, go green or go home. Uh, Stadler? Oh, uh, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much. 